Welcome to episode 39 of the Dead Serial Podcast. I'm your host, LJ. I'm joined once again by my longtime friend and brother, Ryan Kane. Uh, this is kind of an impromptu podcast. We had an opportunity to hang out, and so I just grabbed the mic and hit record. Bear with me for sound quality. Hopefully it's entertaining, though, and you, you enjoy it. Spoilers for WandaVision, the MCU, the DCEU, kind of any potential nerdum that is finally coming back into our reality. It was really nice to sit down and work on the podcast again. I only knocked out one episode in 2020. My goal this year is to do an episode every month for 2021, whether you like it or not. Uh, I had a really good time catching up with Kane. So without further ado, I'm sitting down once again with the almighty Kane Bondoom. Almighty. <laughs> Ryan Kane from you Spooky well, DeVille. This is what we rapped about mainly last time. But, uh, yes, sir been a gnarly 2020 or 2021 i think right hopefully we'll see it's part two (laughs) is this reality a simulation that is the question uh no we're knocking the dust off um we've actually been able to hang out a little bit this weekend which has been nice yes sir but uh we we got some nerd shit to to rap about a little bit finally <laughs> stories are coming back right escapism yeah. at its best marvel marvel's holding it down i mean not to be one of those guys but you know i said it before earlier that marvel is consistently putting out like fresh ideas moving the story forward they've got a whole slate ready for this year whether the movies come out in order as expected as they currently have them in release right dates for uh we'll see but at least the disney plus stuff's moving forward well because black widow was supposed to be the next right the and first story in phase four bar from home was, was bookend to phase three so originally they were going to do <clears throat> falcon and winter soldier after black widow I believe, right 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 and so that was going to kick things off so we mentioned earlier that like phase four has seemingly become like a multiverse saga. Yeah, absolutely. And so Spider-Man multiverse, maybe slash secret wars, especially now that they've kicked it off with WandaVision and how we're seeing a lot of warp of reality going on. Yep. Um, and hex magic hex magic like so we got magic <laughs> reality stuff we're going all over the place right and bringing back some cool characters Darcy from the Thor movies yeah was Natalie Portman's protege who's now a doctor we got Jimmy Woo from Ant-Man coming in does a card trick Scott, Scott <laughs> right Lang away. taught him after uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Yep, we have the uh, Monica Rambo. Yeah, it's Maria Rambo's child from uh, yep. Captain Marvel. Yeah, they brought in Infinity War. They wrapped that in with people coming. Oh, the unsnapping was the amazing. Unsnapping. way cooler than the blip and Far From Home. Yes, yeah, they, they really did, way did a more good dramatic job. And adult and like chaotic, right? Right. Yeah. So it seems like Wanda's just lost her mind a little bit. Because she's well, come losing back. your mind, chaos, but ca- the the chaotic scene. Oh, sorry, spoilers. Obviously, for WandaVision episodes one through five, the last thing she saw before us, being snapped out of existence was seeing the love of her life, just cr- his forehead crushed and caved yeah. in by Thanos yeah. right before her eyes, 
And before she could even process it, she was just no longer existing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, real quick, just to finish what I was saying, with the whole chaotic thing and her losing her mind and chaos, chaos magic, hex magic? I mean... Scarlet Witch? Well, with the idea of chaos magic is you're dealing with... It's Scarlet Witch, let's be real. Sorry, right. please continue. No, you're fine. I'm sorry. You know how we are with our conversation. I'm done. I'm done. Nobody's the the floor is yours. The <laughs> table is yours, my friend. So, yeah, chaos magic uh, deals with a lot of potentialities before things have come into form. So it deals with, you know, this idea of reality and pre-reality where things aren't even in imagination yet. So... It's just the primordial soup of what if. Well, we got the what if Marvel series coming too. Yeah, animated series on Disney Plus. So I dig all these spoiler. But if you've seen the trailer, get the fuck out of here. It's not a spoiler, but zombie Captain America. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which harkens to the Marvel Zombies series, which directly (laughs) is related to the whole multiverse and different realities happening. So, like Marvel Zombies came about in Ultimate Fantastic Four originally, (laughs) and so Reed Richards of the Ultimate Universe from the Fantastic Four, from Fantastic Four, Mister Fantastic himself, he was in contact with another Reed Richards of what he thought was the 616 universe. And so they were talking to each other and before it was like they lured him in and it was really the Marvel Zombies universe. And so that's what kicked off that whole thing, which ended up going into Deadpool core and like the different Deadpools from different multiverses coming together. The third one is confirmed. Under being a Disney property is an R-rated right. film, the first R-rated MCU film. So we It'll got that to cool look to forward to. see what to. they do with it. Bounce back real quick. You mentioned multiverse, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We already know mm-hmm. Wanda is going to be a part of that project. Yes. So, I oh, and real quick, I've I also read a rumor today, at IGN or something I can't remember, but saying that. At the end of WandaVision should tie into the end of Far From Home when Peter Parker's ousted as being Spider-Man, hmm. which, which would kind of be cool, but hey, I wonder if it could be both. But the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam motherfucking Raimi. Right. If and there's not a yellow Buick in this fucking movie, I'm going to be disappointed. So it's really interesting <laughs> to see how Phase 4 has shifted gears and become something other than what was originally intended because things were kind of put on hiatus as far right. as Global film and production. We'll do that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of places all over were shut down that they had been filming all over the world, including yeah. here. Like for a long time, we're still, in, still dealing with it heavy. Well, let's avoid the politics of that situation. Regardless. <laughs> for now. Yeah. On it, a, well, it, we can talk about that the third time. You it come really up. affected how <laughs> movie production went and when they could film, where they could film, even crews getting together and now working remote on the visual effects and maybe sound engineering and stuff like that, yeah. post-production stuff. So, like, things that were filmed more or less on set, like WandaVision, were able to complete a lot sooner and be able to be released than what they had anticipated with release order for the MCU. But Black Widow was ready for release. Why didn't we get that before WandaVision? Do you think they they really they moved 
it around to fit in place better later in phase four. I don't think there's any way they're going to scrap it. They're, they're not definitely say, not going to scrap it. It's done. Yeah. It's ready to go at any moment's notice. It's got to be. And so, I mean, I think what they really are waiting for is to do Scarlett Johansson justice in the Black Widow character. She's a legacy Marvel character. Well, she's phenomenal. And, and she really did a good job with the role. I wasn't overly familiar with the Black Widow character before the Marvel movies, which I, I'm fine. I'm kind of a poser when it comes. I got some graphic novels and some comics, but my collection's minimal, right? Right. So I, I but I was entertained when she was introduced in Iron Man two, right? Or was it three? No, Iron it was, Man two. It was Iron Man two. Um, but her story arc, and not so much the sacrifice she makes at the end of Endgame or close to the end, but the way she reacts when it's five years later and she's talking to Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Hey. She did a phenomenal job, man. That's a moving character. And to see this she part of her really past. It down. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And so I think that they've just been waiting for theaters to be in a decent position enough to where they can do a proper blockbuster release. Yeah. And even though we know it'll still be affected and numbers might be half or three quarters of what it should have been. Like, they still want to do right by that character and, and give her a decent release, so that's why it keeps getting pushed back. Well, I think the future is streaming in home entertainment. Like, bring back the home theater. So you know that's, I, mean? I think, where we're really juggling now yeah. with movie they, releases. They did Disney, being they, did um, Mulan on a streaming right. release for 30 bucks for six months or whatever, five months, and then available on their streaming service. I, I love going to the theater, even through the pandemic, once the theaters open back up I've, with Joe and Chris from the film school on YouTube. I've gone with them to a few movies, especially around Halloween. we got to see some cool movies, and it's nice to go get some fresh popcorn. But how many people are at the theater? Eight, maybe, max. <laughs> six. Yeah, like there were, uh, We saw the re-release of Empire Strikes Back, and there were two other people in the entire auditorium. Was it an AMC theater? It was an AMC theater in Taylorsville. Yeah, and, so and it's like pretty interesting. This is great. AMC. I got hot popcorn. I'm chilling. I'm watching a movie. My bros are right there. <laughs> Crazy what's going on with AMC this week too. Like, uh, yeah. So they were about the stock and GameStop as well. GameStop companies that Doge were, is Dogecoin. Well, that's Doge a whole coin, other thing with yeah. crypto. But and you and I had a good talk with our brother Jason Woodland about we sure from did. the. Uh, Always the Journey YouTube channel is what he's been kicking. Yeah, yeah. Like a madman. Anyways, we really got to get shout outs in when we can. It's been of course, a minute. yeah. I'm knocking the dust off. <laughs> knocking the old rust out. <laughs> so AMC was ready to pretty much close doors. Oh, yeah. Ready to go bankrupt. Especially after the Warner Brothers HBO announcement. And so these hedge fund yeah. guys were betting on them losing in their stock going under and coordinating with each other to essentially ruin the business on its final legs yeah. so that they could profit and make money. You don't say. You don't <laughs> say. Sounds like 28. <laughs> Wait. Wait, no, what? 2008. Whatever. <laughs> you know. Substance. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, the people 
Yeah. Organized the Reddit, the Reddit people. to save <laughs> save this, and rather than uh, having the same people who put our parents' retirement and the housing market in a really rough predicament years ago, right. um, got beat at their own game. <laughs> and they're and now, yes. now they're trying to take legal action and restrict it. And it, well, it's, people are doing the exact same thing. You've made billions of dollars off of doing. And right. now you're pissed. And it seeing, literally is that kid that takes his toys and goes home. And seeing the response Screw around it guys, is I'm very interesting. Yeah. To see oh, yeah. how blatant and clearly manipulative in the favor of these people who are already mega rich and are essentially well, not to turn this into a political conversation, but like I said that we can we'll save that for the trilogy. That'll be our return <laughs> of the Jedi with Kang. The political discussion. The political one. I think we need to let the air clear a little bit more. That, there's been a sure. lot of division when it comes to politics, man. There is a really has big been. line drawn in the sand between people that voted for one guy and people that voted for the other guy. Yeah, so rather seeing this... this and really the repercussions before, during, and after this whole transition, quote-unquote, of power. And so it's really interesting now to see how unifying this whole, let's call it... Occupy Wall Street 2 GameStop Boogaloo <laughs> like it's really to see how how unifying it's been to the poor and the working class and middle class America yeah. we're seeing that those divisions are all relatively a facade like yeah there's well, some things you, we can compromise I think in and the, disagree the current on, but climate politics aside just with COVID those people it's unifying those people to be in a vulnerable position where they need help they need a stimulus. Right. It's not socialism. It's taking care of our countrymen. Like, what? Right. We want to have a strong so infrastructure. Exactly. Yeah. And the foundation of this country has always been the working class. Right. So why aren't we supporting the working class? It should be a no-brainer on both sides of the aisle, dude. And so that's why this whole GameStop situation is really interesting, because I think a yes. lot of those barriers <laughs> that have been projected onto us from the people at the top, now we're seeing that it's always been a top-down battle yeah rather than Top a left bottom. right battle oh yeah absolutely at the root of it that's where look how much money's in politics maybe we're not waiting for the trilogy of ryan kane on the dead serial <laughs> podcast we're we're obviously talking about it but what a time to be alive what a time to be alive well here i am back to the the other reality <laughs> wandavision escapism let's get back to it escapism so it, like not to be that guy again you know but as far as the whole dc marvel thing goes but i mean marvel is constantly pushing the story forward and dc's still promoting justice league <laughs> a movie that already came out years ago and bombed like yeah it's a Zack Snyder release and we're going to see him and justice. I'm excited for it I'm I love the it. long cut or the director's cut of uh, Batman versus Superman the theatrical cut is terrible yeah uh, Wonder I Woman honestly Zack Snyder certainly I think even thrives Wonder in longer Woman format and Wonder Woman 1984 are literally the pillars holding up the DCEU right now right I mean Aquaman <laughs> had its moment it's Jake, got my its, boy Jason its elements. Momoa. He had his right? moment. Nicole Kidman, badass. Boba yeah. Fett's in the motherfucker. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. William Dafoe. Fuck yes. 
he was in that. Um, anyhow, anyways, but yes, we're still stuck on Justice League. That's where it seems <laughs> like all their energy and promotions going for. And well, and I'm sorry, but James Gunn's Suicide Squad does not look any better than the first one. <laughs> I think it'll have its charm for sure. Maybe a little bit better than David. It'll have its elements. The director's cut of the first Suicide Squad. The first one seemed too try hard. It seemed. Well, I think that I think, and this is another circumstance where the the studio did not allow. I can't remember who the director was of the first Suicide Squad, but they didn't allow him. Thank you. They did not allow him artistic freedom, and the studio steps in. Studios need to stop fucking stepping in, and let the artist be artist. You're paying them to do that, and then you hinder them from delivering what they want. And I, I'm not a huge fan of Jared Leto's Joker, but I do feel like he was robbed. And hopefully, in he, Morbius, yeah. which is postponed again, not a Marvel property, but Sony. So Sony and Marvel are cooperating a lot at, more nowadays. And as it should be. So after that whole Spider-Man situation where maybe spider-man wasn't gonna be in the mcu remember that whole battle thank you i showed you you're welcome and um they came back together again and extended the contract right right for for that and then they went back into talks again starting like a month about later and i guess they've wrapped up that thing and We'll see what happens and how they do it, but I know that Sony's big push was to make sure that Venom and their other and the movies upcoming were Venom Carnage movie actually tied in into the MCU to the Marvel and MCU. back and forth. Yeah. So at least in the Spider-Man movies and hopefully more. Well, that was their big push because Spider-Man obviously was, but they still MCU of course wanted Sony. Let go ahead and have your creative freedom. We'll yeah. see what you do with it, but that was their big want to have that actually in the MCU because it draws out more people because we're invested in that story. Well, and going back to DC and the DCEU, I am absolutely fucking pumped for Michael Keaton's return yes. as the Dark Knight. <laughs> for, for multiple Flash, projects, correct? right? Yeah, I think it's going to be in the Flash movie. Uh, and oh Batman God. Beyond? It's rumored hopefully that there will be a Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton. I know the, uh, I can't remember if it's the original writer or the director of the animated movie. Or maybe he's both. But he's already like, yes, that would be badass if Michael Keaton did a live action Batman Beyond. Yeah, that would be awesome. And yeah. if there's a way they could still have Mark Hamill's The Joker with Michael Keaton, the DCEU oh will goodness. start to, to to get some forgiveness, I think, and start going in the right direction. And, and really, I think it just comes down to the studios getting out of the way. That's what Kevin Feige does with the MCU. Yeah. Sure, he's very protective of it. He's very knowledgeable about the comic book series, apparently on every level possible. But he lets these artists, John Farber, James Gunn, Taiki... What Taika Waititi. Thank you. Waititi. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. I never can. That's why I pointed at you. Good thing but, Kiwis are forgiving. But he lets not only the, the directors, maybe the writers, but especially the actors play these characters and be these characters and, and the deliver story. these stories. So one of the and, f- and I feel like the Warner Brothers with the 
the DCEU, too many corporate heads that have no idea what they're talking about, just like these hedge fund bastards that are whining about the game they've played <laughs> for years being played against them. Just get out of the way, man. Yeah. Sorry. And rant. Let the artist be artist. That's all I'm saying. So one of the cool <laughs> things that I've seen that Marvel's done since the beginning is like when these people get cast in these roles, how many times you see pictures of them coming out of comic shops with like a stack of like graphic novels or trade yeah. paperbacks and like they do their research to actually draw inspiration from the comics whereas places like where Fox and DC maybe have suffered is they are like oh no we know better than that and like it's terrible we'll do our own thing yeah we'll totally fuck it up yeah pass me the ball oh shit it went out of bounds sorry <laughs> and I think that's where my life DC is starting to come around uh, yeah anyways they could really Bloody. thrive, I think, if they shifted gears and really put more energy in their Vertigo stuff and bring the that Vertigo, side out rather Vertigo than the catalog offers a, a lot of rad and dark shit they that would be badass. They certainly do. And talking about dark shit, what are these rumors about Keanu Reeves leading the dark, uh, what's it called? Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark. Live that would action. Be cool. Seeing him as Constantine yeah. come back. And talking about shout-out, shout-out to Keanu Reeves. Sorry, Cyberpunk is fucking very disappointing. But what's the up? Story's what's so up, good, what's the up, John Wick? is rough. John Wick, dude. Badass trilogy. And they're filming 4 Matrix and 5. Back-to-back back, Matrix 4. Mm. The nerdum is returning, dude. <laughs> I, wanted, I would love... For a full-on immersive return to the Matrix universe. Let's go. The Wachowskis. God bless them. I know. Well, and it's him. just the one doing four. Is it just? Yeah. La- is it Lana? That's doing? I think it is Lana. 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 I don't know. Taka Watite. Watite. Who's an amazing director as well. They're talking about Nerdum, one thing that actually has kind of swooped in and on the dog leg or whatever of uh, 2020 was The Mandalorian Season 2 and the return of motherfucking Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Sokka Atana. I hope they bring back Ask Tyka's him where the character. fuck General Thrawn is, dude. We're, we're going to get a live we're action gonna get Thrawn. Thrawn. Are you kidding me, dude? Maybe that'll be where Ahsoka goes. <laughs> and spoilers for The Mandalorian Season 2. But that, that season finale where Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, shows up in a single X-Wing at the last minute. And have you seen the YouTube comparison from the end of Rogue One with Vader? Yes. And Luke. And it, it literally is. It's not a mirror image, obviously, but their fighting styles are so rad. And it makes it. I'm nerding out here. No, you go for it. I am a Jedi like my father before me. And then to see Luke show up and cut down. They're not super droids. So what are they called? The Death Troopers. Death Troopers, thank you. Which first showed up in the video game. Not Rogue Squadron. It was, uh, anyways, neither here nor there.
Who's doing this to you, Wanda? Wanda. 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 Cheers. Salute. Welcome back. Indeed. Thank you. It wouldn't be the Dead Serial Podcast if we weren't intoxicated. I make an ass out of myself. I get drunk. I have a good time. At I get least to hang we're out making with some homies, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And honestly, I think we're talking about some cool shit. I think so. I don't know about you. I mean, aside from going to a few movies, mostly and if we're not, at least you can make fun of us. Yeah, a haters gonna hate, dude. Asses in stereo. Getting over it. Whatever, dude. Social media, I hope, eventually just goes away. <laughs> And I still partake, but especially the it's last couple of days, I've been kind of reflecting on my social media, and I've been got a little political leading up to and throughout the election with the incursion, everything that happened on January 6, 2020, which isn't alarming to you. Definitely should be. It was not as alarming as it. <laughs> Apparently not. Unfortunately, but. I think that we're seeing a lot more of. Apparently, we're going to see what a lot actually more. how alarming yeah. it was. It right. doesn't seem like it was completely a mob, although there were factors at work that were influencing the mob. Yes, and I kind of feel like the mob was taken advantage of. Man, I mean, you you have people that are yeah. That's that not are, an excuse, clearly, but oh, absolutely not. But now we have individuals, the Q shaman, uh, <laughs> Jacob, whatever, who apparently is willing to cooperate with authorities and testify about what happened. We have other individuals who so straight up are there. The attorney's idiots. defense for at least one of these individuals that was at the Capitol on January sixth is straight up saying that he was motivated by Donald Trump to do this. He did it because the president at the time, President Trump... It seems Trump a lot of people are saying yeah. that. And it's just interesting to me how many people are are flipping. I don't know. We'll see. It's see interesting to see, I guess, through all of this, whether I agree or disagree i i certainly empathize with what people could be driven to vote for because they feel like they're voting against a particular thing right Right. and i think a lot of people are really tired of a lot of bs that really is truly affecting us all rural america through suburban america satanic pedophile democrats in hollywood (laughs) i hear you (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> well, I'm not even gonna get into the uh, that's, there's laser so beams things, from right? space causing the wildfires in California. I'm gonna leave that one alone. We'll wait. <laughs> we'll we'll wait for our political episode to dive a bit more in depth on. Oh, this some isn't of that the political. I forgot Wandavision. So we're talking about Wandavision, amongst <laughs> several other. Finally, at long last, nerdum things that are coming to fruition. When do you think we're going to see Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Do we have uh, an official release date? Um, I believe it was meant to come out the week or two after Black Widow's release. Okay. Because I, I'm sure there's but some storylines that tie I think we'll see it before it. Black Widow at this point. 
I hope they're able to release things in the order they plan on, but we'll see. But if they were going to do that, we would have had Black Widow before WandaVision. Because the original True. release for that was May 2020, right? <clears throat> so now they've been able to resume production on so many of their other yeah. projects. But Black Widow was done. Black was Widow ready. has been done. Yes. So it was that, ready that's to all I'm saying. I think, I think we would have seen Black Widow, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then maybe WandaVision, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I don't know where Spider-Man 3 would have fit into that. We don't have a title for that yet, right? We don't. Okay. And then... Home Run, Home WandaVision, Wands. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness. Such a rad Again, title. with Sam motherfucking Raimi, and I better see... What was it? Is it an 81 or an 87? Yellow Buick. That oh, is in yeah. every <laughs> single one of his fucking movies, man. <laughs> Do we have... Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man yes. and the Wasp 2. And Michael Douglas Ant- is coming Ant-Man back. Ant-Man Quantumania. Hank Pym is coming back. He is coming back. Michelle Hope's Pfeiffer coming is back. coming back. Michelle Pfeiffer, OG Catwoman, the <laughs> Catwoman. But Anne Hathaway killed she it. She still got them looks. Anne Hathaway, and yes, she does, always been a super fanboy and had a crush on Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> and Anne Hathaway. Um, anyways... <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> what else we got in MCU coming out? Well, MCU and and we've got She-Hulk. We've got Miss Marvel series. Miss Marvel. Oh my Moon Knight. goodness! And uh, Ethan Hawke just signed on as the villain for yeah, Moon Knight. Right? We'll see Who's who playing we... Moon Knight? I believe it's Oscar Isaac. Are you kidding me? Yes, going to be badass. Oh. I believe you're right. Actually, Poe Dameron from. Uh, Star Wars. The sequel trilogy. I don't know if I have the energy to go into Star Wars tonight. <laughs> well, we've already gone into Star Wars a few times. A little bit. Since, a little bit with Mandalorian and, and Boba Fett and the book of Boba Fett coming out. How cool is it that we even... John Farber, of course, MCU, six, six degrees of the MCU. Dave Filoni and John Favreau Dave, really yes. are champions right now and it seems that well didn't they sign on Kevin Feige in some facet of the Star Wars I think it was rumored that he would replace Kathleen Kennedy which obviously I don't think is going to happen people are now saying John Favre should and I agree he should be in Kathleen Kennedy's place and it's not a smite against her it's just I think he understands how to hang on to the foundation and the roots of the original trilogy. They're great world and builders. Give the old school fans, the old fuckers like me and you, I'll be forty in March. That the, the nostalgic effect and they still, have you and watching still make Clone it, Wars. Yes, absolutely. And that was originally but for still kids. make it fresh and new to a younger audience and bring people into the fold. They captured that magic and that hope that is yeah really been in Star Wars since the very beginning A New Hope yeah, and tapping into those archetypes and that psychological effect that different characters can bring out and tell a story that touches and transcends so many different cultures and and over time really I mean it's become a legacy thing where people show their kids this and now we're like what essentially three generations deep on Star Wars fans 
and hopefully our kids and their kids. Yeah, they're going to be pumping that stuff the out. Torch down. You know what I mean? For the foreseeable future. <laughs> no, I think John really has kind of re-sparked everything. I do totally place blame, and I've voiced this on the podcast before and on the Film School YouTube channel when I've been a guest with Joe. I blame J.J. Abrams for The Last Jedi. I blame him for having to regroup for The Rise of Skywalker. And I honestly like all those movies. I did not mind The Force Awakens. I liked them. Like, you have to keep in mind these are movies that are made for children. They are, and I think they tried to do something with them. So take it with a grain of salt, but... We were expecting something else. I don't think Ryan Johnson knew what the fuck he was doing. He he really fucked up everything J.J. Abrams set up. And if J.J. just would have said, yes, I'll do the trilogy from the get-go... I think we would have seen a better story arc with all those characters. Luke Skywalker throwing his father's lightsaber over his fucking shoulder in The Last Jedi really starts it off on the wrong foot. Yes, it seemed to be too hasty about disregarding what came before. Exactly. Rather, it seemed almost to undercut certain things. And although he had an interesting vision for it, I think that it undermined where Colin Chavarro was meant to go in episode nine because yeah. he was originally supposed to be the director. Even though I have my misgivings about Jurassic World, I'm, I was excited. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I need to. Jurassic World? Yeah. I haven't seen that Fallen Kingdom one. I haven't seen one. any of the new Jurassic shit. But, and speaking of new shit, finally in production and or coming out, what is the new Jurassic that's coming out? Is Jeff Goldblum returning? Is he? Yeah. And he already returned in the last one, right? I think he kept his clothes I... on this time. <laughs> Classic. Classic Goldblum. Have you and seen the Goldblum uh, episode series, series on, on Disney, Disney Plus? Plus? Is the world according to Jeff Goldblum yes. or something it's like great. that. It's great. I loved it. I liked yeah. it. I'm I want, hoping for another season. I want another season. <laughs> I would season. love to hang out with Jeff Goldblum one day. <laughs> I'm sure he's quite an interesting person to be in company with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. I'll go to Universal Studios with him. For oh, sure. that would be a blast. Go on all the Jurassic Park stuff and Universal Let's Orlando. Let's hold hands and so. skip. <laughs> skip, Jeff. If you It'll somehow end up here, you'd probably be down. I yeah. will embrace your fingers and intertwine <laughs> them with mine. <laughs> All right, we have anything else? What else? What else we have? Halloween kills. Halloween. Coming out. I love the way they came back with that Halloween. Series. Oh, dude! How the 2018 Halloween was fucking rad. Brutal. Yeah. But and it they, fit right in. I at first I was really disturbed. Spoilers for the fucking new Halloween movies. Who gives a shit about spoilers in, a, in the middle of a pandemic? Well, you know what? Once it's on Blu-ray, <laughs> you got to kind of... Assume people have seen it, right? Or don't be Moving fired, on. But or maybe what we hate. discuss will inspire you to watch it. And although yeah. one little minor detail is spoiled, what were you going to say about how... I was going to say, I, th- I feel like at first I was disappointed that they eliminated Halloween 2. But in retrospect and after watching the 2018 Halloween a, a couple more times and again in the theater with Joe and Chris uh, last October, it is cool how they reintroduced and, and reinvented 
without reinventing, if that makes any stoner sense at all, <laughs> the Michael Myers character in the shape, where it was relevant, yeah. it was scary. They had that air of mystery rather than revelation yeah. like yeah. Rob Zombie tended to. And I do love the, I the pagan supernatural Sam yes. aspects of Halloween too. I think that's what I miss the most. And, yes. and what I disliked about the Rob Zombie Halloween is like he took away the, the mythical and the pagan aspect of Sam Hain possessing Michael Myers as a vessel and making yes. him the shape. Because he was... Exactly yeah. that, just a hollow... That's why he just keeps moving forward at his own pace. He's like the golem. nothing can stop him. Golem exactly. of death. Yeah, it's amazing. But, again, in, in retrospect, I appreciate and understand why they limited Halloween 2. We'll get Halloween kills this year. Halloween ends the following year. We can wait till October to wrap about that. Super pumped. And Jamie Lee Curtis is... On board, at least for Halloween Kills. Yeah. And she's awesome. But, I mean, one of the original screen queens. All right, so what else do we have? We got Kong vs. Godzilla. Kong vs. Godzilla, dude. Godzilla vs. Kong? What what did they go with? One of them. Either way. We just got the trailer a few days ago. It's interesting to see that they're posing Godzilla as the villain and I'm sure that's just how the trailers are making it seem hopefully why give away the entire plot right it's interesting I mean obviously they had to do some power scaling so Kong is like six times the height and size that he should be right but um, I'm okay with that yeah (laughs) it's a brawler it makes me like an actual decent rampage without the rock in it (sighs) Yeah. I'm sorry, Dwayne Johnson. I can't. I just can't take him as a serious and good actor. Like he's a wrestler. So anytime I see him, all I think is satire. He's great on SNL. I think it's more than him just being a wrestler. I think that it's the persona of The Rock and Dwayne Johnson, and I'm. He's a great guy. Yeah. From all I can tell, oh, uh, he's a, yeah. he and his wife do a he lot of great things. Does a lot of charitable work. He's a good dad, from what and we can see. he's still in a great relationship with his ex-wife, although they're, you know, obviously didn't work out as a couple. Like, and they have a business thing going on now. She, I think she's his agent. What? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Right. On. I mean, if Way you can stay friends with up. your ex, like, yeah, you're both. <laughs> right on. Way to be a grown-up and a together. decent human being. But the persona of The Rock and Dwayne Johnson have become so intertwined that I think that that's what we see every time he's in a movie. Oh, it's The Rock. I'm waiting for him to raise his fucking right eyebrow. And, yeah, he does what he does great. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, at the end of the day, he's still Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... No. No, It kind of takes you out of the movie and the idea of suspending your disbelief. Right. Where people like Dave Bautista... Have transcended that because in Guardian of the Galaxy. He was in. Uh, he was a Blade wrestler Runner. as well. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yes, he was in. Which Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, um, Jared Leto. I'm a big fan of Blade for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. And he was in. Uh, shoot, what the heck, Stuber? <laughs> I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. you ever saw that. I didn't it's see worth it, watching. But I know it's funny. About. Yeah. What else we got? 
Um, have we run it out? Have we have, have we brought it all up? Have we brought it all up? <laughs> Everything that's finally coming. <laughs> well, we got a lot of surprise uh, stuff coming up with the MCU that they've now recently released, right? And Go we've on. got that with uh, Star Wars as well. So the whole I Am oh. Group series. Yeah, Star Wars Disney announced a lot of shit. The Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Mm-hmm. Hayden Christian returning Ewan as McGregor. Darth Vader. And I was kind of bummed when I read this, but at the same time I was stoked. The Bad Batch. Liam Neeson coming back as Qui-Gon Jinn, potentially. That, well, yeah. Potentially. I, I'm sure he, he should, would though, love to. Because it ties in perfect with Revenge of the Sith, which is the best one out of the prequel trilogy, yeah. in my opinion. And Revenge of the Sith, the novelization is phenomenal. And the way it goes into politics, same with Return of the Jedi and the way it goes into politics. I feel like uh, I really like how they talk about those battles and struggles that humanity has had in civilization. Well, and that demar- democracy has had a republic is is having right the you know the what I mean battle of those totalitarianism who are for, and a dictator and and right. sure authoritarianism Lucas got versus more of that from the Third and Reich and Hitler and the Nazi Party, but it's still relevant today. It is absolutely. And it is. We always have those forces of authoritarianism, like with China right now, Xi Jinping. Communism. Yeah. And I and I'll go. I give no shits going on the record and saying I'm an anti fucking commie on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's. But a, I'm also anti fucking Nazi, which kind of goes hand in hand, right? Like that's how I grew up. Well, that whole Iron Front thing with three arrows pointing down, like yeah. that was originally like to be against uh, fascist, fascism, communism. Uh, communism, and reactionary conservatism, which leads to monarchism. Okay. So and they all kind of go to hand in hand. Yeah. And that essentially it's anti authoritarian. Like, yeah, we can organize amongst each other in a way that, you know, is civil. We're able to ensure each other's rights and embrace each other's differences. Yeah. And that's what makes us Preserve strong. the liberties, secure the about the Constitution. To form a better there union. has to be civil discourse and you have to be able to say, I disagree with you and I love you. Yes. And move on. And if and, there and are and my those... dad has told it to me multiple times lately, and it's like what difference does it make at the end of the day? It's one guy or another that's in there. We can have those what say do we really have to say? Another, but the and I- for me, it's more how we treat each other out the gate. And and I'll, I'll be the first to admit, open. there's been a Otherwise, couple lines of communication that have been cut with me and that I've cut echo chambers. But and that's the main reason that that there's division is because. To me, it's important not to be an echo chamber and to be the devil's advocate and to argue the other side. And I'm stubborn fucking Aries. But (laughs) at the end of the day, we have to agree to disagree and still embrace each other as human fucking beings. We need to stop looking at political parties and systems to live by and realize that we're all one species united on this floating rock in space and do what is best for everybody without these titles and shit and martin luther king touched upon it that you know we got to realize that our our legacies are intertwined with one another 
Yeah. When one of us attacked, all of us are under attack. And a lot of people lose sight of that. So I guess we are talking politics tonight. Well, so, I'm so dip a toe. I, I think I think we've uh, definitely hit more than the tip of the iceberg, and we've covered a lot of cool shit that's coming out. It's the first podcast I've done since Halloween. That was the first one that I did since not this last Christmas, but the Christmas before with our brother Bunny. When I did the Disneyland episode. So I, I think we're good. It's a Sunday night. We are we good. We call you. it good. But uh, I love you, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Jobless. <laughs> Splinter. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, please come on again. Thank you for just being here. And we were kind of shooting the shit. And I said, hold on. I'm going to turn the mic on. We're here anyway. And here we Better are. Better press record. And with everything going on, who knows the next time we'll be able to do this. So. Mad love, my worshipful brother. I appreciate you more than you know. Love to you as well, worshipful brother. I appreciate your mentorship and all the joy you bring into my life over the years in numerous ways. And oh, stop it. Here Stroke we are on the journey, ego. right? Well, here we are. Cheers. Cheers. Next Thursday on Dead Serial News. Are birds real? Evidence says no. Followed up by the moon is a hologram. Or an alien base spying on us for millennia.